What's up, weirdos? I'm Chris Weir, and this is the Chris Weir Experience. And today we are on episode number 17 of the Daily Weirdo. And today Scott and I are going to talk about failing forward. What's up, guys? Scott, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. Had a my couple friend. few weeks off. Yeah, something <laughs> well, you like know, that. Christmas, Feels New like Year's, four weeks. Yeah. Well, we I took two weeks off, so I went two weeks without posting anything. I um, took two weeks off myself, and then and I think it was the week before, though. You took, or how many weeks? I don't even know. What, did you just have the two weeks off? Too? I had the two weeks off too, oh. and I came back to hell. Heck, <laughs> I'm sorry, heck. Uh, you know, on the uh, third. You Third. took a vacation though over Christmas, uh, we, we right? We went. Yes, we you went. went to we Denver. went. We went to the Great White North. Denver, yes, yes. You know, and all, which was fun. It was cold, very cold. I love Denver. It's one of my favorite places. Got to sit in Mile High Stadium and watch the uh, Broncos lose. Sorry, <laughs> but you know, hey, it happens. Uh, yeah, we know all about that here in Arizona. Good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why go see a winning team? Hey, <laughs> why, yeah. why do that? Yeah. I love you though, Cardinals. Next year. Yes. Next year. I'm yes. just saying. Next year. It's a rebuilding yes. year. It's a rebuilding, it's a rebuilding year. year. It's a falling forward year. <laughs> a failing, <laughs> failing forward, forward. That's right. There you go. Perfect nice segue. segue. Thank Perfect you. segue. Thank you very much. You set me up, my friend. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about failing forward. And failing forward, um, first of all, I want to start off by saying something. Failing is nothing but opportunity disguised as an obstacle. Now, let me say that again. Failure is nothing but opportunity disguised as an obstacle. And since it's disguised as an obstacle, that means it's actually not an obstacle. So failure isn't an obstacle. It's not a problem for you. It's actually an opportunity. True. As long as you perceive it as such. that That's the exactly. thing. That's your perception. Again. Well, and what's great about it is we control the perception. Mm-hmm. We get to define... True what failure is for ourselves because it's all True. contextual. True. It's all subjective. Failure is subjective. I define failure this way. You might define it completely different, right? Failure for me may be financial failure. Mm-hmm. Failure for you may be number of clients. It may be number of personnel. It may be square footage in your building. It could be a number of things. Failure could be any number of things. And we get to define that for ourselves. So that means if we get to define it for ourselves we get to dictate our reaction to it. And we can redefine it if we so choose. So and not letting your failure control you, but you controlling your failure. Exactly. So if I say falling forward with it. Exactly. Exactly. Failing forward, not actually falling <laughs> forward. Don't fall. That's don't dangerous. Fall. That's dangerous. That is, you know, <laughs> there are OSHA requirements, insurance. You don't want to go there. But <laughs> that's the uh, uh, welcome. Welcome to 2019 uh, spill. Um, it's yes. going to be all OSHA this year. No. So <laughs> so so listen. So fa- failure is. So so if we establish and we can all agree that failure is an opportunity, right? It's not an obstacle. One hundred percent. It's not. Um, <clears throat> let's all come to the agreement that it's not a roadblock. It's not something that's going to stop you in your tracks. I think so many people are so afraid of failing because they feel like it's going to be a scarlet letter, that they're oh, stuck true. with it for mm-hmm. the rest of their career, and they're always going to be judged by mm-hmm. that singular failure that they had, which is which is ridiculous, number one, because it's not, and it never is the case. Well, and actually, it can help define you in how you react to the Absolutely. failure. 
Absolutely. To your peers, to your sure. clients, to your whatever, how to you yourself. react to yourself. Yeah. All of that basically ro- you know, rolls into that failing forward mm-hmm. so that, yeah, you can definitely A, learn, mm-hmm. and even maybe teach your clients, even to, to hey, yeah. you know what? Hey, we found out this didn't work. You can, you can relay that into, hey, I, I failed in this thing, or you can say, hey, you know what? I learned a way not to do something. You know, and that's a big thing that you can actually, I don't want to say spin, but I kind of do mean spin of saying, you know what? Hey, Doc, yeah, this didn't work. Let's move on from here and let's go with it. Because if you, you could like, I guess, fail backwards in starting to basically blame yourself or backpedaling or Mm -hmm. start blaming other people, which is really bad in the business world. Mm -hmm. You need to own some of this stuff. But if you own it responsibly and you own it and you just own it, that's man. I can't even. Th- I can't even think of the word that I want to use here. But that's so important as yeah. a entrepreneur. Well, to you show that. You know, you brought up. You you brought up a really good point in. You know, failure being an opportunity to learn to grow. But I think personally, the most important opportunity that that exists there is the fact that you are learning another way to not do something. Now, here's the mm-hmm. thing, right? Oh, uh-huh. And this, this is something I think a lot of people get confused on. There are more right ways to do something than wrong ways. Now, I think the popular belief is, no, 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 there's more. You can do things wrong more ways. I don't believe that to be true because I believe, again, right mm-hmm. and wrong is subjective. True. And true. it is defined by oh. ourself, right? Yeah. So if you're going after something and you're doing something, right? There are more ways for you to do that correctly and still create success. There's only a handful of ways that you're going to screw it up so bad true. that very, something very, very good true. is not going to exactly. come, that it's going to exactly. crash your business, that it's going to ruin you. Profess- There's only a very, very small... And I think people have that backwards. I think people have that confused. They think that, oh my God, there's just there's only one way to do it right. Oh, that is not true. Well, but I don't the, believe that that's true. Well, and the funny thing about that, too, is they might have only seen that one way to do it right, so they think that is the only way as well, true. where, once again, you can show them another way. Mm-hmm. I have this all the time in the construction industry. I will draw a detail of, hey, this is how I want this, this wall to be built. Right. My contractor will call me up, hey, Scott, we want to do it this way. And at that point, he's not telling me I'm wrong. I haven't failed. I fail in how I could react to that. Sure, I feel like, sure. no, you're going to do it this way. But what do you do? Hey, why do you want to do it that way? Let's learn. Right. You know, once again, that's an another exchange way right there. to There's do it. Another that way could be right. To right to do it. Right. Hey, I want to use this product instead of the one you spec. Hey, I'll look at it. Hey, that's another basically tool that I now have in my belt to say, yeah, let's do it that way. Right. You know. Right. Type of thing. And, and, and so even, even in addition to, or, or, you know, so, so there's these opportunities, right. That we're talking about where there's more ways to do it right than wrong. So, Mm -hmm. so, so in, in the example you just gave there, there's a handful of ways, whether it was your idea or was the, the, the contractor's idea, maybe even the client's idea, Mm -hmm. whatever, right. It's anybody's idea could create what's the old saying there's there's more ways than one to skin a cat or something like that there, yeah, yeah there's 100 ways to skin a <laughs> yeah, dead cat yeah exactly so so i mean at the end of the day right there's all these different directions but there are going to be times as well that you just flat did something wrong 
right? No, that that it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. it, I mean, right? I mean, I there's the, no. You're 100 percent right. I mean, I you're 100 percent right. It's 101 ways how to, <laughs> to to skin a business, right? I mean, I don't know, but I mean, th- so there's there's all these opportunities where, or there's all these circumstances, I should say, mm-hmm. where you're going to make a mistake, where you're going to have done something incorrect that's mm-hmm. going to require you to correct it and move along. Big deal. It's not right. the end of the world, right? But it was done, you know, let's say incorrectly, right? Mm-hmm. For lack for Correct. lack of a better term. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, you're going to be a professional, you're going to be in business, you have got to learn to love losing. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, so let me explain myself. What I mean by learn to love losing is comes back to kind of what we were talking about. Every single time you lose, you have moved forward. You have grown in knowledge and experience. Exactly. Again, you've learned another way not to do something. I believe very firmly that fearing failure is the grown-up version of being a poor loser. Right. Oh, right. I mean, we teach our kids in sports all the time to be, be a gracious loser, be a gracious loser, exactly, be a gracious winner, yeah, all of that type of stuff. Yeah, I think fearing failure is the grown-up version of being a poor loser. I can I can one hundred percent agree with you on that one because one hundred percent, one hundred percent, not like ninety nine, just no, full one hundred. I'm, I'm all in, man. I Damn. am all in. All in. Well, because it kind of goes back to that whole thing of you owning that mistake. You know, I mean, I see it too many times in my industry of, oh, it wasn't on the plans. Oh, he told me to do this. Oh, he told me to do this. Just own up to it. And then you start looking like a team player. And you know what? That team is going to help you through this and all. And every once in a while, you're going to find out, hey, you can take each other's backs, you know, for this and get through any problems. If you are that gracious, yeah, you know, loser type thing. If you are that person who says, you know what, I'm going to own up to this. I just learned about this, right? right. And I'm going <clears> to, <throat> you know, move forward, saying, hey, you know what, this is what happened. We're going to get yeah. it done this way. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. it's it's funny because as I was thinking about and and thinking on this topic, and I've been thinking about failing forward a lot lately uh, because I think. I think it becomes a major handicap for a lot of people. I think a lot of people don't do things because of the fears that they might have. But I think that's one of the things, too, is also often caught, oh, that was a setback for you. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I don't want it to be a setback. Right. You know, I'm not going to step back. That's determined by you. Yeah, I'm not going to set back or step back mm-hmm. or set back mm-hmm. on this, because if you set, set back or step back on it, you're dwelling. Right. You're not moving forward, just like we said with the ducks in a row. You have to be moving forward with all this. You don't want to get, if you're stepping back, you don't want to get in the circular thing of, oh, I could have done this, 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 and this. You didn't. Mm -hmm. Plain and simple, you didn't. Move on. You know, move forward. (laughs) Learn from it. That's it. Move forward. Uh, I tell all my clients, you know, when they look at my contract and they look at it like, wow, that's six pages long. And, you know, I joke with them saying, you know what, when I first started, it used to be three pages. <laughs> that extra three pages is everything that I've learned yeah. over yeah. the ten, 10 years that I've owned my own business of yeah. saying, hey, you know what, I need to protect <clears throat> myself here, and I need to protect my client here. Yeah. This is, you know, goes both ways here. It's not only protecting yeah. me, yeah. it's for your best interest as well, so that we can have those expectations of what I'm going to do for you yeah. and what to expect on this project. Mm-hmm. But all of that six pages is that failing forward. Right. You know, 
that all my leaving drawings. that out bit you in the butt that time. So exactly. you remember, okay, now there, I got to add this to the go. contract. Hey, you know what? Yeah. My client, there was some confusion as to whose responsibility that was. Now there's not mm-hmm. that confusion, you know, type of thing. Right. You've laid it out you know, very clearly I, in a contract. And I'm sure there's going to be, I'm sure it's going to go to seven or eight pages someday. <laughs> <laughs> the more, uh, the more uh, our society continues to move to, uh, uh, litigation, well, yeah, exactly, absolutely. You know? But well, you know, and 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 as I was, you know, when I was, I've been thinking about this, and as I was thinking specifically about our conversation for tonight, I didn't even think about this. It just hit me just a moment ago when you were talking about not making excuses. You know, my oldest daughter is a competitive swimmer. You know, so um, and and she's pretty good. I mean, she she she, she has is fast. Okay, she, she is. is. Fast. She's really really good. She's got an opportunity, a, a, a very very good opportunity for a potential college scholarship. We're already talking with a, a particular university here in Arizona. So, but this year there are very very important milestones she needs to hit. Mm-hmm. Right? If oh, she yeah. doesn't hit these milestones, it really is we're either going towards scholarships or we're going right. not, right? I mean, it's really coming down to a defining point in in her swim experience to this point. And so her and I, you know, I got I got hit up by somebody the other day. I don't even remember who it was now. Jeez, I wish I could remember. But they asked me, you know, what's my New Year's resolution for, for 2019? Cool. And and I shared with I don't I don't do resolutions. Right. I, don't, I don't like New Year's resolutions. Um, that's not how I think. First of all, nobody holds them anyway. Nobody does them. <laughs> you know, so it's like you just make this fake, and I'm going to lose 20 pounds, and you don't. And it just is what it is, right? And then you gain 20 pounds, and you're like, exactly, right. You know, I mean, it's like, whatever. Nobody yeah. really holds it. So, And I think like a marketing guy anyway. So I come up with slogans for my year. Well, well, my oldest daughter and I sat down, and we came up with a slogan for her this year, mm-hmm. and it's no excuses, just results. She has that tendency of – she gets to the wall, the race is over, and didn't quite hit the time she wanted. It was because of this. X, it was y, because of that. It was and this the sun is, was in now my listen, eyes. My the daughter, wind was blowing. No, my daughter's didn't. 15 years old, right? right? So I mean, she's learning these lessons. So it's not, I'm not, I'm not putting my daughter down. We're adults. We should have learned these lessons right. much longer. But but that's the thing, is we're kind of talking about this this whole concept of look, when you fail own that failure be okay with that Mm -hmm. don't be a poor loser don't be a poor winner don't be a poor loser take that failure take that loss wear it as a badge of honor as Mm -hmm. as a badge of i've moved forward and i've now grown a little bit from where i was prior to that Mm -hmm. instead of wearing it like a scarlet letter exactly right and i think that's the thing that's holding people back is they're they're, they're they feel like they're being branded my oh. God, if I if I was branded, if I like had to have a tattoo for every failure that I've had in business, you wouldn't even be able to see me. Right? <laughs> like I saw this guy the other day in Old Town Scottsdale that his whole face, face was, was tattooed. tattooed. That yeah. was me. That, that was- would be me, right? I mean, if, mm-hmm. if I had to have a tattoo for every single failure that I've had in my life, but I don't believe I would be where I am today if it wasn't for all those right. failures. Right? Same you as know, the successes. Exactly. And this isn't to mean, is no way saying, hey, don't do your best. No, of And everything not. as well. But just to let you know, hey, there are going to be times you might think you're doing your best and you still might fail. There right. might be some simple times <clears throat> when you just mess up. You know, Absolutely. Plain, plain and simple. Absolutely. Uh, you might miss a deadline. Mm-hmm. You know, once again, fail forward. What did you do last time you, you missed a deadline? Did you procrastinate in telling right, the right. person, or did you fess up right away? Hey, 
you know, I know I'm late. Don't even give an excuse because yeah. it's going to look like an excuse. I know I'm late. I'm going to get it to you X, Y, and Z. And then you got to hit that date because yeah. you know how uncomfortable you feel telling your client, hey, I missed this deadline. And identify, I missed a deadline today. And identify. You know? like you, yeah. you, you were going there. Identify what it was that caused it. And, mm-hmm. and now here's the opportunity. You identify what it was that caused you to lose or to fail or whatever mm-hmm. you know the, the situation was. Identify what the cause was and then identify the solution. Right. And that wasn't a failure at all. That was a growth. That right. was a success in every right. sense of the word. Because if you fail does not make you a failure. That's right. And I think that's a big thing. People that's, say, that's oh, a really, I, oh like I, that. I, I failed. I'm a failure. No, you're not a failure. Right. You messed up. Learn from it. <laughs> exactly. You know, how many times were, did you mess up learning your multiplication tables in mm-hmm. school? Yeah. That didn't make you a failure. That meant you were learning. Yeah. And then, boom, yeah. you got them down, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, unless it was algebra. I unless mean, it was algebra. But, but you know what? I mean, X equals seven. And All I think the time. Even... X equals seven. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Don't even get me started. Um, actually, I'm not going to get started. I'm not going there. But you know what? I see this in if, if you know... Let's say you're not an entrepreneur, and, and let's say you're actually oh. working for someone, right? You're an employee of uh, someone else. So many times I have seen through Excuse the me. years where employees, to the point that you were, I think you were alluding to just then, they were dancing around their mistakes, not owning up to the mistake, and not allowing the solution to ever be identified because they didn't want, I don't know if they were afraid of, you know, being fired or if they were afraid that they would look bad to their boss or whatever the case was, but they keep it in instead of admitting the failure, wanting to move forward right. with it and learn from it. They try to hide it or they try to sneak around it and buy it well, or even worse than anything. They try to place the blame out on something else, else, somebody or something else right. instead of taking the onus of it. Right. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And that, and that's the whole thing too. I think, you know, because I work for other architecture firms as well, and I think the biggest thing in that is, once again, hey, you made a mistake, you saw you made a mistake, you bring it up right away, and if you really want to grow and all, have a solution. Yeah. It might not be the right solution mm-hmm. on all that, but at least you're showing your employer at the same time, right. Right. hey, I made this, I think we can fix it X, Y, and Z, right. what do you think? Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be the you know, the employer's probably going to look at you and go and say, hey, that's a good idea. Or, hey, you know what? He might even be honest with you. Yeah, you know what? I did the same thing. You yep. know what? Let's yep. do it the X, Let's do it, you know, ABC way mm-hmm. instead of XYZ. Yeah. Because I've already been there. If you can show that you're, you have the cojones to step up, you know, to that stuff, that's going to show so much of who you are and what you can do. Yeah. As opposed to, you yeah. know, failing backwards, which yeah. is... You know, trying to cover up, trying to exactly, you know, exactly, trying to say, "Hey, it's not me." When you know what, just just admit it, just own it. You know, just own it, just own it, just own it. You know. So, so when I when I was when I was sitting down thinking about this, I I, I think I have identified, and and there may be more than this, but I, I think I've identified four primary reasons that people fear failure and what holds them back. Mm-hmm. from moving forward with something that that causes them to overanalyze, to put their ducks oh, in a circle exactly. instead of a row, all these different... Mm-hmm. Right. So instead of moving forward with something, the, the fears of failure, mm-hmm. I think, are labeled in four different ways. So first, I think it's the fear of the unknown. 
number one. You have no sure. idea how whatever it is, a project, an activity, okay. or whatever. Okay. I don't know how it's going to end, and that kills me. I can't gotcha. move forward because I just don't know what the end game is for this. Or I don't know what that other person's thinking about this about me making right, this problem. Right. and Yeah, I got you. So I, I think if we're going to get... I think now, as we're wrapping this up, I think we get down granular and we start talking about what you can actually do. So let's, if you're that person, number one, that has the fear of the unknown, right, and you don't know what is going to... Sit down and take a little bit of time and analyze all the potential um, outcomes that could mm-hmm. come from this, right? Now... That contradicts my philosophy mm-hmm. on get your ducks in a row, not in a circle, quit spinning your tires, just move forward. Um, however, if just straight moving forward, you can't do, you're paralyzed by the fear of the unknown. Well, it doesn't really freaking matter if it takes you a little bit longer anyway. You're at least going to do something, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, because if you're, you're, because we're, at this point, we're talking about either not doing anything at all yeah. or taking a little bit of extra time to actually do something. Right. I say take a little bit of extra time if you need it. Now, I'm not. if you don't need it, don't do it. But if you need that little bit of extra time, take the time to sit down and start thinking about all the possible outcomes that could come. If I take on this marketing plan, right, if I do this type of marketing, okay, I could get no responses whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I could get 10 times more responses than I can handle. I could get a hundred response, whatever they are, right? All the different possible outcomes. And when you start analyzing those outcomes and you start looking at what they actually are, you're going to start realizing it's probably not as bad as you think exactly. it would be. Even, even the worst case scenario, right? Well, I mean, true. you start seeing all those different things, right? I mean, oh, and and that's and that's the thing is actually how it is almost getting your ducks more in a line, right? Because now you're now you're adjusting, you know. It's just going to take I, you a little bit longer. Yeah, you're, you you're addressing addressing the, those right. ducks basically. Right. right. What you don't want to do? Oh, this could happen. Oh, that could happen. Oh, this could happen. Oh, this could happen. Oh, this could happen. Oh, yeah, that's right. That can happen. Stay on that duck for a while. Mm-hmm. That might not sound right, but you know, <laughs> you know, stay stay on that topic for a while. I'm sorry about that. That's stay on that topic for a while, you know, and and see it through, and yeah. then go to the next one, and then go yeah. to the next one, go to the next one, and say, you know, because there's probably not going to be 20 different outcomes here. You're going to know those outcomes sure. Sure. pretty well. The possible you know, outcomes, possible, right, possible right, outcomes. Right, right, right. and then you're like, you know what, this, this, and this. Hey, here's my start point A. There's my start. There's my next step B. There's my next step C. Yeah. And then take them. And and what ends up yeah. happening when you visualize that and you actually sit down and you think about all those different possible outcomes, you can then start reverse engineering, right? So now you can say, okay, that's the outcome. Work yourself backwards to your starting point True. and make sure you're taking on the task or the movements that you need to take to reach whatever outcome it is that you're wanting. And by visualizing that, by sitting down, putting it on paper, putting it up on a whiteboard, whatever the case is, you actually see it then you can reverse engineer and get back. The second, I think, the second reason uh, for fearing failure is the fear of getting a negative reaction. And I think this is more relevant in today's social media times than ever before. Oh, true. uh, True. Where people are so concerned about getting 
a dislike or a thumbs right. down or being unfriended or a negative review on Yelp or, you know, a negative review on Google or getting a two star review instead of a five star review, so on and so on. In the world of, of, of digital and social media, it's so much easier for the assholes to step up and oh, be true. assholes, right? And and be the anonymous asshole. Exactly, right? With yeah. no name. I mean, Sally right. Pants Fifty Seven is a, right. a, a guy that I that I um, listen to all the time. Gary Vaynerchuk. He he always says Sally Pants Fifty Seven. You know, that's <laughs> out there. I mean, it is. It's just some anonymous uh, moron that's out there. Anybody, look. Here's the deal, right? You've got to think a little bit more positively. You get anybody who is going to take the time to consume your content and then shit on your content, that says more about them than it does you. Amen. <laughs> I mean, brother. anybody who takes oh, yeah. the time to go say something negative about the content that you're creating, it, it goes so far beyond my comprehension. I have never gone online and left a negative review of anything. Mm-hmm. You know, especially creators. Yelp is a little bit different. If you have a bad experience at a restaurant, I get that. That that that's a little bit different. But specifically, if you're producing content online, if you're producing um, any kind of anything right. where you're you're pushing it out, being afraid that someone's going to look at that negatively, um, I think paralyzes a lot of people as well. I think that's one of the the, the things oh, that I paralyze agree. people. I agree. I think the solution to that is first of all realize that if they're being negative about your stuff, it says more about them than you, number one. Um, so be sad for them. Don't be sad for yourself, right? I, I think that's number <laughs> one. Um, but number two, I know it sounds cliche and it almost sounds Tony Robbins here, and I'm very sorry, but it really is change how you're thinking about it. Think about it more from a positive standpoint than a negative standpoint. Don't think of it so negatively. Don't look at it as being, oh, this is so bad. Look at it as kind of what we were talking about earlier. Oh, okay, so they pointed out something they don't like. Is that something that I can right. fix or right. is that just subjective opinion and exactly. it just kind of is what it is? Was it where, where they were at that day? Who, exactly. Who knows? They're just who in knows? a bad mood or legitimately they have something that I need yeah. to fix. But if you don't go at it with fear, you go at it with that um, – positive approach where I'm going to come away from whatever the situation is better than I went into the situation. You're going to identify if there are areas for improvement, Mm -hmm. you'll identify those areas for improvement. But if you go in negative and fearing it, it's, it's just not, it's not going to pan out. It's not going to work for you. Exactly. The third reason I think people fear failure is I, I'm I'm calling it the fear of Armageddon. They think <laughs> that the world is the coming little. to an end. Chicken little, yeah. yeah. The world is coming to an end if I do this. My business is going to crash. My employees are going to leave. All my clients are going to drop me. Uh, my building's going to burn down and the right. zombie apocalypse gotcha. starts. Sit down. If, if you have that fear, right? Um, and this is legitimate. Look, I'm not. I don't mean to poke oh, fun of this either, no, right? Because I, I these are legitimate you, fears. There's some. There's some times when you know a client said, "I'm in one right now." Hey, you know what? I'm going to take you to court because you didn't do X, Y, and Z like you promised. And it's hard to tell them. Well, I didn't promise X, Y, and Z. I promised A, B, and C. <laughs> but they don't see it that way, right? You know. So it's it's going to be one of those things of, yeah, you know, I can't I can't go into this and be. Basically, how can I say it? You know, my foot, my feet in cement or concrete, 
and not do anything. Yeah. No, you got to learn from it. What is your, well, what is this? If you were to face this situation with that level of fear, that worst case scenario type fear, I think that causes you to start making decisions that are only going to exasperate the situation. Exactly. Because now all of a sudden you're going to become a whole exactly. lot more combative. You're going to become you're Papa Bear exactly. to your business. Exactly. And you're going to put, you know, you're going to go to fisticuffs. You're going to be ready, not literally, but I mean, just right. saying you're exactly. going to be I mean, ready you're, to you're, defend You're loaded yourself. for bear. bear. Exactly. You are loaded for bear. You know, Absolutely. And you want to Absolutely. run into it. You know? So so I, I, I think the, the biggest advice that I can give is, is, Look at what the worst case scenario could be, right? Mm -hmm. So take the, the situation that you're facing. Now, yours is a little bit different. Most situations, again, that you face, if I do this marketing program, very different than if I'm sued, right? But if I well, do this yeah. marketing program, what's the worst possible thing that could happen? And I think you'll realize the worst thing is generally not as bad as you think it is. It's well, certainly exactly. not Armageddon. Exactly. Right? And, you know, and that's, and that's the thing. You can... If you get all, you know, see the worst case scenario and react towards that worst case scenario type of thing, yeah, you're going to be more combative, which is in turn going to make them more combative. Right. Because most of the time, mm -hmm. and once again, this is experience talking to first, you know, first time entrepreneurs may not have yeah. this. Most of the time, it's just a frustrated client. Yeah. And you need to be able to, once again, learn from previous things. I mean, I learned from my two bosses because I had one great boss who, you know, would kind of take and listen to them and say, okay, I understand what you're saying. Right, right. How about we go in this direction? Right. And I had one boss that would, you know, plant their feet and go, Buck hey, up. let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Right. And I saw how both those work, mm -hmm. you know. And it's, once again, I was able to, I had situations when I was working, you know, with them. Hey, I have to fail forward. I learned it. Right. You know, and move forward with it. But going to what you're saying, you know, don't fear the apocalypse. Yeah, because it's know? probably not. Because it's probably not. <laughs> now, that's you know? not to say that it can't be. So it is important. And again, that's but where I want But there's also a realization that you have to have here. Hey, it might go that route. Exactly. But you know what? Don't force it to that route. Exactly. Don't right, 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 force right, it that direction. Right, right. And you know? I think that's important, too, because... And I think there's an important distinction there that, that, that needs to be made because, the again... I'm not poking fun of any of these fears. These fears are all legitimate. Look, and we all you, have them. If and you we fear, all have sure you them. do. Yeah. Sure we do. Sure we do. And and fearing the apocalypse could be your gut telling you something, right? Mm, oh, and you need to. And that's why I say, look, if you're if you're there and you're feeling like this is going to be the end, okay, well, sit down and truly analyze that. Actually, sit down, kind of like we were talking about with the first fear, the unknown, right? Sit down and okay, what is the worst case scenario? Mm -hmm. and, and visualize that and see that it's not going to be, more times than not, it's not going to be as bad as you think that it is. Oh, yeah. um, and, and, and again, I think that that is something that holds people up a lot is that, that, that big fear of the world coming to an end. The last fear, I think, that kind of plagues people in their, their fear of failing is the fear of the scope is how big the project is, right? The True. idea, you know, we've talked about it before, is eating an elephant, right? One bite at a time. Don't try to eat the whole thing at one time. You can't do it. So it's this idea, oh my God, this is such a huge project. A prime example of that is I'm seeing that right now with marketing. Where marketing is going today, and, and if you're paying attention to my content at all, I do a lot of conversations about marketing because that's the business I'm in. Um, but
But one of the main things that every business should do, whether you hire an agency to do it for you or not, you should be doing it on your own, is contextual content. And that is, you know, basically creating content at scale for each of your target personas and delivering that and distributing that content in the mediums where they are when they're there, right? To the right people. Sense, right. So uh, we can do that today with digital. 10, 15, 20 years ago, well, 15, 20 years ago, we couldn't really do that with traditional advertising. We couldn't be that targeted. Today we can. Well, when you sit down and you look at what does it take to make 150 pieces of content a week, which is what I do today. So if I make 150 pieces of content a week, if you're not used to making content, you're going to look at that and go, what? Dude, yeah. I can barely get done with what I have on my schedule today. And you're wanting to add 150 pieces of content because it feels like it's this big thing. But when I get the opportunity to be able to sit down and actually show a business, look, if you do A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, this is how it can actually fit into your schedule. Exactly. Oh, that's how you do that, right? right. So it's it's not as big of a task. Yes, it's a big task. Don't get me wrong. But you don't have to do it all in one day. You don't have to do it all in one task. And I think that is the case with most situations is you're facing this scenario. You're facing this thing that you need mm -hmm. to accomplish. And it looks like this big, massive project. And it looks so big, you just don't even do anything. You it's you fear the the scope that is involved in all this. You're like, just forget about it. I'm not even right. going to move forward. I think the best advice that I could give, I, you, you know, you chime in too. I think the best advice that I can give is number one, obviously, be aware of the 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 concept of eating an elephant one bite at a time, but also set short term goals. Mm -hmm for you, right? So don't don't look at this project and say, okay, 150, okay, sit down. Instead of saying, I've got to create 150 pieces of content today, sit down and say, I've got to create 10 pieces of content this morning, right? Exactly. And then, oh, okay, well, now hold up. Now, 10 pieces of content this morning is a little bit more manageable. I can see that. And that's a small goal that I can reach. They're called milestones. If right. you haven't heard right. of that before, it, milestones. It's, it's just short-term goals that are leading up just to Just like the mile markers the on the goal. highway. That's exactly you what know? it is. That's exactly what it is. And what it does, though, is it'll build your confidence up. And every time you accomplish a milestone, mm -hmm. it's like, heck yeah, now I'm moving to the next milestone. And then I'm moving to the next milestone. And then I'm moving to the next milestone. Right? So every single week... The first pieces of content that I create right. every week is the wine of the day. So that's the first videos that I make. Um, first thing on Monday morning, I sit down and I record all five of the wine of the days. And then I go through and I edit those. And when I get those done, I am just motivated to start You're working You're on exactly. the Daily Weirdo. And then Chris Weir answers as well. And all my graphics and my blog posts and all the stuff that go out. And it just, it just, it's a snowball. It oh. just gets, it just gets you going, right? It's similar, similar to me. If I have a project, if I'm doing this construction documents for a project, I know that I need to get, you know, 21 sheets done. They're 24 by 36. They're all different, you know, disciplines, electrical, mechanical, and whatever. Right. And the problem is, Sometimes it's like, man, I don't want to do that one. I don't want to do that one. Start somewhere. Right. Start. That's it. Start 
somewhere. Because then I'll say, oh, well, what if I just do the detail pages? Because I can, I can bang those out pretty quickly because, you know, they're, mm-hmm. most of them are prototypical. Just have to choose the right, right detail right, right. and change it around and get it in. I was like, yeah, okay, I got those done. Hey, I'm going to do the cover sheet next. Hey, I'm going to go right into electrical now. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to go do yep. this. And there's some days where I'm like, hey, I'm jumping into electrical because I know exactly what I want to do there. Right. And that just primes the engine to right. say, oh, well, hey, hey, I got this done. Hey, I'm going to go to mechanical now. I'm going to yeah. go to plumbing. Whatever it is in your schedule, in the way you attack project, in the way you, you know, do your thing, whatever right. it is, right. start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and start. Yeah. You know, once again, get those... Don't rant about your circles. Oh, should I start on mechanical? Should I right, start on right, electrical? Right. Should I start... Which which one should I start with? Should mm, I start with one yeah. of the days? Should I go here? Start. Just start. Just start doing and it, something. And it might be different from day to day. Sure. It might be different from project sure. to project. It sure. might be different from whatever, but just start. Right. Yeah. The the fear of scope is something mm-hmm. you know I've seen so many times, especially in new professionals. Um, I think time helps with this one quite a bit because you just mm-hmm. you just but really new professionals coming in getting overwhelmed by all that can be involved in something well, and then just yeah. being afraid and 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 not I mean I think I think even you know if you're considering college right and you're going to I, you know I think about you know I've already talked about her once so it, I think it's a penalty if I talk about her twice but I'm going to anyway <laughs> for the flag go for the but, hat trick, but my old you know my oldest daughter it's it's almost like I'm I'm bragging but I'm not but she she is wanting to go into medical school well that's a huge thing right, right? and 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 so she's even tack, you know she's having that fight in her head right now on oh my god do I really want 12 years of school well, hold on well, yeah, it's exactly. not 12 years of school You've got your first four years of undergrad, right. like everybody else does. So just get that done. Let's just start there. Let's just work right. on that, and then we'll move to, to the, the next, next step, and then to the right. next whatever it is. Then you're—I don't even know what they are. I'm gonna sound like an idiot if I do it, and all the doctors <laughs> are gonna make fun of me. But uh, whatever they are, right? Those different <laughs> right, levels right, right, you right. have to become a a surgeon. Um, take those steps and break those up. Don't sit there and say I've got. 12 or 16 years of school. Right. No, no, no. You've got this stage first. Then you've got this stage. You got that. Same thing for marketing. Same thing for sales. Oh, yeah. Same thing for operations. Same thing for hiring personnel, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something that, that you and I have talked about, right? Is building your staff up. And st- I know, right? Um, so don't start like we talked about. Okay, don't bring in four or five people at one time. Let's start with exactly. one contracted employee and build from that and then transition over into maybe bringing that person on full-time. And, that's, that, and, right? and it's going to be the whole failing forward. Hey, that right. didn't work. Maybe this will. Exactly. Hey, that didn't work. Maybe this will. Hey, that worked. Great. Let's go in this direction. Hey, exactly. that worked. Great. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a series of things. Yeah. You know, here it's just not one one big step. Yeah. Uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Oh goodness, gosh! If you're going to be in business, you have got yes. to learn to be a marathon runner, not a not a sprinter. Amen. And and listen, and 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 in preparation and preparing, and, and marathon runners do not practice like sprinters. Oh no, there's a reason for that. Right? Most marathon <laughs> runners don't even when they're when they're training don't even run a full marathon. Exactly, exactly. You know? so. so don't. Don't look at those who are trying to 
uh, speed through stuff and take shortcuts and all that kind of stuff. That's not who you're wanting to follow, right? If you're going to be an entrepreneur, you're going to get into business. I just knocked my microphone down. Excuse me. If you're going to if you're going to be in, in business, <laughs> just understand that uh, you need to get good mics. So help. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not doing a cut here. We're just we're just we're, going, just, we're going through it. Go through it, man. Just go through we're it. We're just going through it. We're just pushing through. through. Whatever. Push it All through. right. Well, I look. I I love this topic. I think it's one that, um, quite frankly, is not talked enough about. Do not fear failing. Don't fear it. Be okay with it. Accept it. Learn to love the loss as much as you love the win because, quite frankly, it's up to you how you even oh. classify that. So oh, exactly. th- that, that loss can be a win. Well, You can turn that into yeah. a win for yourself every single time. Exactly. And I'm going to go back to the Wayback Machine when I was a teacher's assistant in college. You know, and teaching, you know, some of the freshmen and sophomores coming up. And I was like, well, you know what? You're going to learn a lot more from these professors when you fail than when you get, hey, good job, pat on the back. Absolutely. You're going to learn a lot more. Because sometimes when you, when you succeed, man, what, how did I do that? Right. How did I do that? But the nice thing, when you fail, you know exactly what not to do the next time. Yep. You know? That's so, beautiful. I go. think it's a perfect way to cut this off. Guys, thank you so much for um, paying attention and watching yes, this video today. This was a little bit longer, but I think it is such an important topic, and I really appreciate you guys sticking around and watching this. I'd love to get your feedback. Leave me some comments. Subscribe. Um, do all that stuff that you're supposed to do on social media, and <laughs> we will see you on the next Daily Weirdo. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.